0: Welcome to Access Nation, a podcast that is solely dedicated to the lift and access industry. Our mission is to keep you informed on the latest industry news and current events. Welcome to Access Nation. Thanks for tuning in to the first podcast, and I got some great feedback. Some of the stuff I want to follow up with you on. Um, With the new ANSI A92 standard, um, there's going to be some things that are We're fairly critical with scissors that have been highlighted to me. Um, One of them is the height of the rails of the scissor lifts. Um, It's going to go from one meter as okay. Now you have to have the rails at 1.1 meter. Now I'm not sure about meters when we talk inches in America. So you're going to go from 40 inches to 43 inches. And and that will make a difference on your 19-foot scissors that are going into a doorway's Um, They made them, you know, that way so that they wouldn't have to collapse the rails down on the scissors so you can get them in the door. The other thing is those scissors uh, will have load rating or load sensing in them. So if a guy puts too much material and too many people in the platform of a scissor, it will not go up. And I want to go ahead and just throw out Tony Grote's name. Um, He is big with this standard and he is very accessible. I mean, from the standpoint, he wants things to be better and he wants this to go off smooth and he wants everybody, you know, to be very clear about what the laws are with this new standard. So, um, don't be afraid to find Tony Grote. Um, maybe if I can get with him, I'll post him on, uh, uh, LinkedIn or, or, the Twitter feed. And then that way, if you guys have a, you know, a question, you can email him or, or maybe even call him. Okay. That's follow up from last week. This week, um, like I said before, I want to touch on used equipment and how this new standard can possibly affect the values as we know that if guys uh, rent these new units that have load sensing and they don't they don't quite do the job for them they're going to want the older units that did work for them and so we're going to start a little watch and I'm going to just go ahead and update you on some auction values some things like that to give you an idea where the market this is right is now how we Love that song by Florida Georgia Line and Luke Bryan. Uh, great way to intro today's topic because I'm going to talk about used equipment values, and nobody get too excited on this. But these are actual cash values. So when a guy wants to turn iron into cash, he sends it to auction, and that's what it's worth. But we all know what tires cost, what maintenance, annual inspections, all the things that make a boom rent ready and safe. The price only goes up from the actual cash value, so these are just raw numbers. Um, the results I pulled from are from the fall of 2018 into the spring of 2019, and I focused on 60 foot booms and 45 foot articulated booms. Um, those are kind of bread and butter machines, as well as 19 foot scissors. and And keep in mind, with the new standard, I want to watch these values because, like I said before, if If the new standard machines aren't accepted in the marketplace and guys want the old ones, uh, what's going to happen to the values of used equipment? You know, I would guess they would only go up. Or contradicting that would be if everybody says, you know what, my job site's going to have the latest and greatest, newest technology for my machines on it, and so we only want the new standard machines, Uh, these prices are going down. So what we want to do is kind of go ahead and start. Here's where we're at today and this is the values, actual cash values. So in a 2009, uh, 60 foot boom, um, I'm going to average them out based off of, I don't know, we have several here. Christie's pulled several reports and, and we got some pretty good data. I'm going to say those things are, you know, twenty one twenty one thousand 21,000 to 22,000 range. So, you know, that's a 2009, 10 years old, uh, go borrow money for a 10-year-old machine and you're going to pay more interest and you're only probably going to get a 12-month term on that machine. Um, go up to a 2012 machine and and really you're up about five, six grand. So you're at, let's just say $27,000 uh, for a 2012 uh, 60-foot boom. Now, you add a jib to some of these because we got a much, you know, mixed report of machines that have jibs and don't have jibs, and and so I'm just giving a baseline, and and at twenty seven thousand dollars for uh, a twenty twelve sixty footer. Now, when you go into the forty foot, forty uh, five foot articulated models, it, it's kind of funny because it tracks a little truer. Two thousand nines average about seventeen five. 2012 is about 23 5 2015 is about $34.5. And, and, you know, if anybody has bought in a lift, I promise you, if you bought it at an auction and you got that price, because it's pretty public to go to a, an equipment auction and buy it. You don't have to have a special license to, to bid a machine and buy it. But when you put people in the air and there's engines and there's hydraulic fluid and pumps and all the things that make a boom safe – Um, I'm going to tell you if you have bought parts lately and I have myself, they aren't cheap. So this is an actual cash value. Um, there is a segment that I'm going to do later on about to really bring a, a, you know, a raw machine like this, that somebody sends to sale and says, I've made my money on it. I just want to turn it to cash. What it's going to cost you to bring it up to rent ready and that maybe you can you know bleed it out another 3 4 years and be safe and you can make money with it but that's a different totally different topic um on to 19 foot scissors um you know what you can go to 2009 and 2012 those values don't change much i mean if you can buy a scissor for Thirty-five hundred bucks, take it because that's what it's worth. Um, we all know the cost in a scissors, probably the batteries, and um, if you need to paint the platform and, or the rails, or you know, do any type of you know, refreshing up with tires. I mean, it's pretty standard. And and I think that I don't want to say a scissors a commodity like that because it's a specialized piece of equipment. But the auction values show that you know this is the bottom. This is what they're worth, and that's what they are. And and, you know, how that reflects to rental rate, um, which is a totally another topic. And, and I'm going to touch on that before I get off here. But at the same time, the scissor values aren't changing that much. But will they change when this new standard comes into play? That's what we're all ready to watch. Um, auction values are actual cash values. Don't be confused if you went and bought a boom, a 60-foot boom, and it's in great shape and and low hours and taken care of and you paid double the actual cash value, you probably got a good deal. I mean a new sixty foot boom um most people can go buy for about hundred and eighteen thousand. Uh, a new forty five foot knuckle boom you're gonna go pay you know sixty five five four in that range. And you can button on the goodies after that. Um if you want the twenty five hundred watt generator, seventy five hundred watt generator um, cold start, uh, foam field tide I mean, there's some other things. There's more add-ons from there, but the numbers I'm giving you are pretty raw. And, and, and so you just have to be aware of that because I don't like quoting numbers because things are worth what people will pay and not a penny more. Hold tight. I want to, I want to finish up and I want to talk about the next podcast and don't take these numbers too seriously, but take them serious because I want to see what's going to happen after Go. the standard. Do you have equipment sitting on the fence and you need to turn your old machines into cash? Let Shimp Wholesale help you make the most of your fleet. Call us today at 816-749-3343. So uh, I want to just touch one more time on the used equipment portion and the new equipment in this. And, you know, I threw some numbers out with pricing and I know people are going to blast me some shit for this and I'm okay with it. But understand that if you have to go buy four new tires on a machine and you just bought a machine at auction, you probably just spent like 20% uh, in increased value. So don't mistake actual cash value from rent ready value. And there is a big difference um, when it comes to aerial equipment or scissors or tail or So, I don't want to misconstrue the numbers with people and upset people or, you know, or make them give them false hope because if you got an old dog, I mean, that thing's going to require a lot of cash. And guess what? The banks probably aren't going to be real receptive to throwing that into a long term note that you can say that thing will cash flow on a rental rate because it, it just doesn't work that way. Now, when I talk about rental rate, and, you know, maybe I do want to call some people out on that because I'm looking at a simple amortization. And I threw out a number on a 600S or 660 or, you know, 60 foot boom, say. Uh, you go buy one for 118 grand. And, and this is simple math and it's not a secret. And you borrow the money at 7.5% on a five year note. Your payment on that boom at 118,000 will be. You know, basically twenty four hundred a month, and we haven't bought insurance. We haven't paid a guy to check the oil in it. We haven't bought the truck to deliver it. So, you know, coming up, I think in the next segment, and I don't, I want to be very accurate with rental rate because you know I don't really see the rental invoices to guys. I mean, I know what happens in the re rental world because that's the world I live in. But if you thought that you bought a piece of equipment for one hundred eighteen thousand and you're going to pay it off in five years and your payment's 2400 a month and you're renting it 2200 a month, most people don't sign up on a piece of equipment to lose 200 a month. That's just not the way things work. Uh, well, it's bad business. But at the same time, I want to focus on that rental rate because I think the way that the residual values work into it, it kind of feels like a lease uh, in some ways to make the math work or to scale for you. But at the same time, you know, we're gonna watch these used equipment values. That's why that segment had that. And 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 you know what? We're all learning, we're all growing. And if you're the guy that goes to the job site and looks up, you're the guy that rents equipment as far as aerial equipment and and you also rent other stuff for most rental companies. But if the aerial portion is a big part of your life, this is the podcast for you. And I'm gonna tell you the people at Lift and Access Magazine, RER, Rental Management. ARA, you know, they put so many great things out that most guys don't have time to sit down and read all that. And I get it because you're busy and you got a job to do and, you know, a family or whatever the hell you got going on. But at the same time, I want to kind of condense that content. Another segment, because I pulled the RER top 100, and I want to break it down into national rental companies and independent companies. And, and I call them IRCs or independent rental companies, but I want to compare the two, and keep in mind, whether it be United or Sunbelt, they grew through acquisitions, and that comes from the inception of United with Bradley Jacobs. I mean, he consolidated the waste management industry, and he did that, and so a lot of people that are in the business today remember back in the old day, well, there was a bunch of independent guys that got bought. By a giant company and United, just I mean they're huge. Some belts huge. I mean these national rental companies are are dominant players and and but there's still some independence around and I want to note them on the rer top 100 and 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 that's the kind of criteria I want to bring to you on this podcast. Look, I appreciate the support and the feedback I get from guys and you know what they're the guys that care about the business and trust me, if you're renting Booms today and you work for a rental company. Uh, I promise you, you're making plus money than most average people that go to work every day. Focus on this, and let's be good at it, and let's grow together. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Nation Access and LinkedIn. This podcast is purely based off of opinion and welcomes your feedback. This is not a substitute for an ANSI, CSA, or ISO-compliant training by a qualified professional.